Welcome to another episode of the I Am Podcast. I'm Johnny Wilkinson and I really appreciate you being here with me today. I've got a very special offer from our podcast partner that I don't think you're going to want to miss. As you know by now at I Am, we're passionate about exploring performance and potential. We often look at this through the body, how the food we consume affects us. And this is why we've partnered with Vivo Life, who have devoted themselves to understanding how our nutrition plays a significant role in our growth, both physically and mentally. Their products are formulated by nutritionists and are 100% natural, making them the perfect choice for anyone looking to take their well-being to the next level. A big favourite at the Iron Podcast is their Perform Plant Protein, especially in cacao flavour, and their plant-based Omega-3 made from high-potency algae oil. Whichever you choose, you'll quickly understand why Vivo Life products are award-winning when you try them out. Plus, their products are delivered straight to your doorstep via carbon-neutral delivery. Vivo Life really embodies the spirit of our podcast, and we're really keen for you guys to try the products yourselves. So they agreed to run their biggest ever discount exclusively for I Am listeners. The code is I Am Podcast, all in capital letters, which will give new customers 40% off their first order and a further 15% off when they subscribe. The offer ends soon, so don't miss out. Check out their full range of products at www.vivolife.co.uk to discover how they can help you unlock your full potential. Hi there, thanks for being with us here at I Am and for following your curiosity. If we are in any way able to be part of your journey of expansion, of coming home, of belonging, of basking in your worth, if we can act as a stepping stone to something bigger for you, then wow, what a privilege. It's amazing. But maybe even by being something you don't like, perhaps we can still function as a guiding force towards more of what you do like elsewhere. Whatever the case, just really appreciate you tuning in. So here we go then, another dive into the bigger possibilities of being human and how we can enhance our presence and the power of our expression, of our interactions and contributions and of our experience of life and who we are. I had a brilliant chat with Ananta Kranti, a spiritual teacher and leader of sorts, about a lot of these things. Ananta is someone who's definitely experienced great transformation in her life. A shift that was definitely assisted by a period of incarceration in a Japanese prison during her youth. The enforced rituals, the compulsory silence and the harsh conditions of this institution acted as a catalyst in revealing something quite mystical in her that she articulates beautifully during our chat. She is incredibly relatable and down-to-earth too. She makes fascinating subjects easy to access and grasp. Ananta speaks a lot about awakening in this podcast, how it's unfolded for her, and so much more too. Thank you so much to Ananta Kranti. What a gift these conversations are. I adore the connection that can take place when people are willing to drop that front and be spontaneously and deeply honest to all those listening into this episode i hope your days are full of similar interactions too i certainly love sharing this path with you as well thank you so much for your support let me know how this is landing i uh, look forward to whatever's to come my name is johnny wilkinson this is the i am podcast with ananta kranti
So Anantakranti, this is amazing. What an opportunity this is for me. I can't wait to uh, have this discussion. How are you, first of all? I'm, I'm good. In the middle of in the middle of loads of dynamics, I'm I'm good. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Now here on the I Am podcast, we love to look into all things sort of potential, human potential, and what that means for the world and for life, for our lives, for performance, for peace, for everything. So it focuses a lot on people that have had interesting transformations or come across interesting understandings. And I'm fascinated by what's been happening in your world, your life, and I'd love to hear more. Would you want to give us your own version of of your story? I appreciate that. I'm asked, this could, you know, you could tell this over days, but, and I'm asking for a slightly shorter one, but for me, I guess the interesting opportunity, where do you think in this lifetime you might have possibly moved past those points of no return mm. where there was a experiential shift that wasn't a brief glimpse of that's interesting anyway back to the old where there was a kind of I can't forget that I can no longer forget that oh wow wow yeah there's also many of those okay so I'll just I'll just come in at Let's just say at, at one point in the in the life, I was really, really, I mean, everybody wants happiness, everybody wants freedom deeply, yeah? So when I first started, started out looking for those things, I was looking in all the wrong places, as you do, elimination. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. tried it all and I went everywhere and I just, you know, I just went for wherever I saw freedom might be, I went there. Um, that, that led me here, there, and everywhere. And um, there was a point in that journey that then let me know that what I was looking for, like after finding, like having the illusion of material wealth, wealth, having the illusion of total freedom, living the life, traveling all over the world, doing those things, and then realizing like there's something else that's not... There's something inside me that needs an answer, and it, and it's not, it's not out there, you know. So then I got naturally pulled. A few incidents pulled me towards a spiritual search, and that led me to exploring glimpses that I had found through the doorway of psychedelics or dancing all night long or sexual orgasm or all of those experiences that kind of took me into another dimension and gave me a glimpse that there was something else other than living from this mind journey not knowing like where that actually came from and then coming to a so-called spiritual search and then tasting and glimpsing the absolute stopping of the mind in deep processes of that took you beyond the thinking into the the wide open free spaciousness of being and then seeing from that point oh my god it's not the drugs it's not the sex it's not the dancing it's not that oh my god it's here it's here and then catching a glimpse of that and knowing that what i was looking for was already here and so there was a massive ongoing journey of that opening 
And then through a few little steps in my story, I got this, let's just say that there was a deep screaming inside of me that wanted to end the life that had everything to do with anything that took me away from that. And I couldn't fully move on into the the world of healing and the direction I was wanting to go, let's put it that way. There was this split and there was a deep, deep calling inside of me for silence, like I just want to stop. And about that point, I got arrested in Tokyo and um, I got three years solitary confinement. So this was before that? that you were starting to have this kind of oh, sort of yeah, experience. I was fully, yeah, I was fully, I had surrendered my life and my name was Kerry before. I had okay. gone through a whole big ceremony of, you know, it's a big thing where you give up your life as it is. At that time, I had a like a billionaire boyfriend who was a sheikh and blah, 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 attached to that name. And the night I went through this whole ceremony of surrendering that name and that life and that everything, he left his body that night. And in the morning, I had a new name and I, there was nothing of my life. That was a big shock, but it was also what, what they call Satori. You know, they call, they call that in spiritual texts and stuff where there's an absolute complete stopping of the mind and there's a like a portal opens and you're in a glimpse so anyway, that meant that I had to go back to Japan and dance around the old life that I was doing. And very quickly, I ended up in jail. And that was really a set of circumstances that were like, you know, it, it was really, it had to be, it was for, it was for me. It was for me. I was going to say, do you, think, do you think deep down you were almost asking for, for that kind of experience? Absolutely. You know, when I, when I got arrested, and I was like five months on trial, there was like an absolute deep, deep knowing, this is for me, this is it, this is it. While at the same time, there was kicking and screaming and crying for my life, give me back my life, you know, and, and it was all going on at the same time. So, but on the deepest level, I knew that it was, it would be the change. So in that, in that journey, I was solitary confined, so I was in silence for nearly three years, and there was a long period of suffering, and there was a long period of struggling and resisting the experience. Count, you know, the mind could not switch off, counting every possibility of when I might get out of there, because they don't tell you that, you don't know. And there was a point of giving up, there was a, there was a moment where and, and that giving up was an, at the exhaustion point. It wasn't, okay, now I'm going to give up. I have to give up. It was, I had tried and tried and tried, and there was nothing left. And at the exhaustion point, I dropped into a whole nother level of who I am. And there, this freedom opened up. So... Without going too much and making that into some like experience that everybody needs to chase and you need to have that yeah. experience to become yeah. whatever, because it's not actually necessary. Nobody needs to go to jail. But that was the point where after that, there was no, when do I get out of here? There was no grasping for the life that was. There was just only 
there was only the sun coming up over the mountain and just walking around, like looking at all these, you know, this ridiculous scene and just seeing that I am not a prisoner. I'm not, I've never been any role that I've ever played. After that, there was no, no return from that. So there's so many angles to go from there. And that was, I do want to say, that was in 1997. Right. So that's okay. 25 years ago. Right. So, oh, there's loads to yeah. uh, go into there. I, I think it's really interesting because you mentioned there a couple of phrases that, that resonate with, with someone I spoke to a while back, talking about what we're looking for being here already. Oh. And that being a really tough paradox to marry up when we're built upon this culture of I'm, I'm heading somewhere. There's something waiting for me in some place and uh, how strong that urge is. The other thing we've mentioned that, that he mentioned was about, you know, those moments in life where you do get what you want. You do get that glimpse. And I sometimes think about what was interesting in that was saying that those material pleasures, I used to think of those as being terrible. They're not, yeah, they're not good things. And that, but in a way, he was saying that, you know, they're brief glimpses, some of them. And I've had big moments where I came to achieve something that I'd longed my entire life for. And it felt amazing. And there is a losing yourself in it completely. But then there's this immediate kind of, oh my gosh, what was now that all what? about when, when it kicks back in? <laughs> yeah, the now what? Because that self comes back in and goes, well, what are you going to give me now? Yeah. And now, because I've got you, the one thing you, you thought was going to do it, now what? I'm wondering, speaking about this, because I'm sure there were other people in the situation, maybe the prison situation you're in, who didn't have this experience. And I'm wondering, what, what about yourself? I'm interested in what you think is there in this lifetime for people that, that, that is of interest. You know, for myself, I've always been immensely intense. I've had a relationship with fear that's driven me, but I've also had enormous passions and gifts. And I've had direction i've always known what i want and i've got and when i've got there obviously it hasn't been what i've asked of what i was after but it's revealed the next journey which is the maybe the deeper stage down and that passion i take for granted sometimes and i look at and i think well this will resonate with everyone when i speak about this but a lot of people are like mate i just don't get that yeah. you know like you're talking about this world i don't know yeah. but what about you and, and what do you see there in terms of the way that people come into this world and and what were you like but that you think has has made that kind of early part of your life a journey into something deeper and you know how how big a part does all that play beautiful question it's a beautiful question because and as you've been talking like i'm seeing the meandering of like i because i i love to take people through no matter where they are in their life no matter what their walk of life no matter what their understanding is to take them through that process of seeing that, and I will come back to your question. Yeah, um, do so whenever you want. To take them, like, to see that, you know, when the child starts to have the dreams and the desires, you know, and what most people can relate to is when the hormones kick in, there's, like, to find the perfect mate, to find the perfect relationship. Like, when I find the one then that mm -hmm. will make me happy. And, and most people can relate to that. You know, as soon as the hormones come in, it's like, <sighs> whatever age that is. And then the dream of finding the perfect one and then going in relationships and going and getting dis disappointed, mostly, but finding out 
like, and then you think that there's something wrong with a person or it's not the one, I find the next one or the next one. And then you might think when I get the right job or when I get enough money or when I get the house and I get the car. And I, so these basic things are common to most people. And most people, you know, get the baby and I get the child. And, and most people, when they've got them, begin to realize that there's still something missing. There's still something. Yeah. So in my case, when I was really young and I grew up in a dysfunctional, like, like so many, it was dysfunctional, nobody's fault, it's just the way. And I could easily see that, okay, so you want me to go to school, get these exams, you know, go and get these exams, go and get some job, sit in an office, get the money, pay the rent, get the rent, bum, 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 and then grow old and die. Like, what for? You know, so I was asking that very young. And I know that there are a lot of people that were asking that at some point in the, in the process. And for some of us, that comes early for whatever reason the environment provides. I know that the environment I grew in was really the, the catalyst to send me like, right, I'm not having none of this, I'm going... I'm I'm leaving as soon as I'm 16. I'm on a plane. Like, well, show me the way. And then I imagined that, oh, I'll find a rich man. That's you know, I'll just do that, and then that'll be that'll sort that'll sort it out. Then I'll come back and take care of the family and everything that whatever I I thought I'm going to do that, and it happened, and then it wasn't quite like I thought. It's disillusionment, isn't it? It's disillusionment. And yeah, I did, you know, I did that thing and I tried to have this serious relationship at 17, 18 or whatever and getting the, like becoming this wife at 18. Not really, I didn't get married, but going in that kind of dynamic and then just going like, this is not all right. I think that many find that out at some point along the way. And what sparked you off? Yeah, good question. I think, I th it's interesting because I had this, this such a, a brutal sense of fear and doom underpinning everything that I immediately went to perfectionism and achievement in order to half stave that off, but half, you know, kind of seek that fulfillment in the way I was seen and my CV, what I'd achieved. It all became that kind of thing. So yeah, hugely about these things. Everything was going to be my next savior what kept sparking me off was that this very, very black and white system I'd built around myself kept meeting this gray. Basically, whenever the answer that most people could give to me was, well, that's life, you just have to move on, I couldn't take. So I sat there and I fought until the point where I kept going through this process of confusion, anxiety, panic, depression, some level of surrender, a slight change in me, whether it's yeah, whether it was a slight evolution, I'm not sure. And then on to the next one. And then I'd find the next one. But the thing that I guess sparked off the internal inward perspective was a realization having achieved everything I wanted at the age of 24. And then very quickly afterwards, my entire being breaking down. So I had this massive opportunity to see that I've, I've gotten everything I could have asked for. Wow. And there's nothing there. Yeah, what a gift. Nothing, nothing of that substance. What a gift indeed. What and then the secondary gift, which was like my body then said, and my brain was saying, 
let's get straight back into it and avoid having to face this. So let's get back to what you've always done yet. Yeah. And like you say, going back to your old life. So I went straight back on the rugby field. And in that first game back, I'd had a previous history with my neck, but I fractured my neck and lost my entire right arm in like muscular. A lot of my right arm stopped moving. And so I had, I had went through this process of injury operation and recovery. And it was about 11 months till I came back and played again. And then when I played again, within about three weeks, four weeks or whatever it was, or a bit longer, I then, I think, tore my knee ligaments. And, and throughout the period of four years, I had 14 different major injuries. Wow. And each time with this injury, I fought like mad just to get back. Wow. And to get back to where I was, and I would not listen. And I was given this message again and again. And at some point it hit me that this could be the end. And I looked back and thought, I've done nothing with this. I've not changed, I've not moved, I've not lived, I've not experienced anything new, I've not explored my gift. And I thought if someone asked me, was it, did I make the most of it? I'd be like, well, no. And I thought, well, geez, I'm gonna do this till my deathbed. I will be asked the same question. And suddenly I had this panic in me that was like, and then I met with another, another big crisis, which was outside of rugby. And in that one, in the middle of those injuries, I couldn't move, I was stuck. And I suddenly realized that I've got to change. I've got to summer. And as I started to explore how I could change, I got more interested in, well, hold on. If I change from this to this, then that version of me will do all right for a while and then come against the problems. I became interested in what's underneath this wow. that's not changing. Wow. Hence what's already there. Yeah. And and what sparked it off, I think, is, is really interesting to me because when talking to people, you sort of say, you kind of want people to experience I guess some kind of not want them but to you you sort of feel like yeah that it'd be great for awareness and and willingness to explore this and you feel like there's a there's a pain point for everyone somewhere and somewhen and and finding that one for me and in the people I speak to is often fear it's that mix of like I feel like I have a gift that I need to express but I have this fear stood in the way and that conflict it becomes unbearable and it's always through, well, hold on, are, are you interested in finding out what you're capable of or are you interested in proving an idea of yourself? And I think that for me was where it is and it's where it tends to be with a lot of people I meet. But at the same time, I find it interesting when you, when people maybe don't have that pain point yeah, because they live quite comfortable lives. But I wonder, you know, that suffering for me was such a guiding force that sometimes I miss it. I miss it when it's not there. Yeah. Because I don't have quite the same. I mean, I have the guidance. I can. You sit mean and do you mean you miss like the when 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 that suffering's there, it creates the tension to to propel and the momentum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. I have a bit a bit of that. I have a bit of that. You know, <laughs> create a load of tension to <laughs> break through <laughs> yeah, it. Set it's, you it's off. Like, yeah. I think you you know we're all different personality types, and um, yeah, some people just. We'll, we'll go to the end of this life without even looking, you know, and just keep themselves kind of like a bit numbed out in whatever way they do that, through television or, or alcohol or wh whatever way they do it, antidepressants, whatever, but that they never will look until the end. So I don't know what that is that makes some, maybe it's who knows, predestined or karmically or how to know you know but some are here to 
wake up in this lifetime and whatever avenue that comes through it's it's the right it's exactly the unique exact one but there are some things that are exactly the same and that's the things that you're naming you know you get to that point of emptiness and then it's really like okay so what now like this despair but some people when they hit that despair they'll go to the doctor and get antidepressants but that's 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 really interesting because i think there's a evolutionary process on the physical level which is survival so you know if you survive to an old age you're doing well physically but actually there's an evolutionary process to do with uncovering who we are and who yeah. we're supposed to be yeah i'd rather that, have that that when, when well exactly when you don't touch into that you end up kind of physically maybe still being there but 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 do, and but you're still the same person you were at 20 and i think i feel like that's that's maybe i quite enjoy the fact that i look back at myself when i was that age and think we wouldn't get on me and that guy would have a chat and i think that guy would laugh me out the room <laughs> if i tried to talk about my passion and i think I, I i would be accepting i think of that you want but i'm sure i would look at myself and be like what are you doing here? You don't know anything. You know, I would be so dismissive. And I, I like the fact that there's a movement beyond the physical. And I feel like for some reason that that's hugely important. But but like you said, the material gain seems to be in that physical level. You know, it's the physical comfort and the luxury. It's the illusion within it of when I get that, that will make me happy. But the, the real thing is how do I get happy? How do I? But there's such a big movement right now of people actually mm. getting on the journey of, of self-development or taking a look or trying to, you know, in whatever way they're doing it, they're still chasing experience. But there are a lot of people, much more than when I was, you know, that age, there was nobody. Mm. When I got out of jail, there was nobody I could have a conversation with. You know, I was alone with that, you know. And after many, many years of walking and living this, the challenges don't stop I, I had been like live. I've been living in Thailand for like twenty-seven years, and six years ago, I went for three weeks to England to see my parents, my father, and it became quickly apparent that I couldn't leave. I had to stay. He was alone with dementia. There was nobody to take care of him, and he was having panic attacks. And none of the other siblings were able to, and it was just clear that I had to drop my life in Thailand and this free way of being and doing whatever I want all day to now come back into the system in England and get into that box of rules and regulations and start dealing with all these tiny little mad things where, with all the red boxes and set up a whole care team. I, I got six years, six years. I was temporarily there mm. and that's only just ended because they both my parents just passed away and this six years took me back into a whole nother like go and visit all those places that you know I don't belong to or within a world I don't belong and within a set of social systems and even family members who just think that I'm, you know, I'm on another planet or something. <laughs> Not able to, you know, 
be able to relate from where I come from. So having to adapt and relate in a world where they live has been another level of, okay, you've got to get skillful here and navigate this while like there's something in the system screaming that I don't want it. I don't want this life, you know, and the heart going like, I can't turn away. So mm. that has been a whole nother level to this journey. And as you say, being there for my parents, they, they were not together, but they both were dying at the same time. To see that they had never asked these questions. They had never been interested in, in what is deeper than life. You know, what is the point of this life? Why are we here? Where do we come from? What are we doing on this planet? For what? You know, what's it all about? They had never asked these questions. So, of course, I was throwing invitations and things. But, yeah, not in this lifetime. So it's really, it really had me contemplating that, you know. It's like, and so many, so many all going in these care homes, lining up and getting all fed, all these medications just to stay alive. Yeah. But they're not living. You know, they're, not, they're already dead in that sense because there's no life. And there is such, such a lot of humans like that. And I, it was only in the last 24 hours, I, you know, I felt this feeling in my heart like it would, it would be so beautiful if, if, all, if humans could be free of what the mind tells them about themselves that they have to prove something to be good, to be of value, to get self-worth. If, if humans could be free of all this, it would change so many things. It's a dream. It's another dream, you know? It, it's, really, it's, it's really powerful though when you mention about that, what the mind tells you, because I've had sort of, as you mentioned, I've had some really interesting kind of things, transformations take place, whatever it might be. But then immediately the mind grabs that bit of information and goes right now now you're here the future is going to look like this and and you sort of realize that the reason that transformation came about was because i opened to now and yet you grab that and you go oh well now i've got this in me and now i understand this the future is going to look like this and you start to want so i want to look after my own evolution which means it's not evolution it's development it's me developing into who you know, to my mind controlling the parameters of what I can be. But there's a real, there's a real challenge in that spontaneity and that acceptance and, and, and a real opportunity, I think, as you said, to listen to the heart and, and say, right, this is what I feel best feel is, is where I'm supposed to be right now. And this is my passion and I'll follow it. Even if Even it doesn't though it make looks, sense. It makes, it makes exactly. no, it makes sense, no sense, sense whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just don't know, and you just got to move. And and it's this movement. It's this movement that I I I give my life to this movement. If it doesn't, if it's not moving that way, it's not moving. You know, no matter all what it says or all what it's supposed to be. And of course, there are many levels to integrate. And there's nothing wrong with having dreams and desires of how of course I want a nice home you know I after six years now I don't have a home anymore and now I don't have <laughs> any roots or any you know I'm just like oh my god I got to this age and there's 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 no stability on the material plane hang on a minute that wasn't such a 
bad thing, money. Yeah. You yeah. know, <laughs> you know, it comes yeah. back round. <laughs> yeah. You know, it all comes back round to be included. So those original desires that were maybe like off track then come back round to to be valued in for what they're actually worth. It's great to have a home and a house and a stability and a, the things that then allow the body to and the nervous system to be able to settle so that this gift and this, you know, my life is a dedication of this message. And I could, I could, this body could disappear tomorrow, next week, next year. I don't care as long as I'm living this message and transmitting that. And that's, I live for that. And that is, that is where my passion is. That's really powerful. That's really, really powerful. It's, it's, that's really interesting because there's so much there in, in concepts of success and failure that belong to preconceived ideas. Because yeah. without those, what is success and failure without the definition in place? Yeah. And like you said, when you've got that devoting yourself to your passion, it's, it's an ongoing work in progress without a specific end goal. Yeah, it's, the, it's always the beginning. Yeah, it's always it's, it's it's the beginning, and it's always the first step you take. The endless it's beginning, the only step you ever take. Yeah, yeah people exactly. used to and think it's... I was mad when I said that. You know, in the beginning, when people were first starting to wake up, and I was I was on some interview or whatever, and I said like, "Yeah, it's always the beginning, and the drama never ends." And da da, and they were like, "She's like, you know, she's because they, you can't get it until you get it." You know, it's always the beginning, and and it's. It's a wonderful, rich, fulfilling, unfulfilling, all of it included journey of discovery every single moment, you know. It's, it's interesting because the, it feels a bit like, as you said, there is an interesting shift maybe taking place in some areas, but also there's also another shift where it almost feels like the, the, the system is pushing back harder almost it feels maybe like and it's a bit like you said sometimes you have a chat with someone and you end up kind of what you're saying ends up threatening each other and so you double down on yeah on sort of it's, just it's, come, it's uncomfortable just go back just go back yeah, yeah. and exactly yeah. And, and do you think that's a that's part i mean obviously it is part because it's happening but it's going to be part of it it's not suddenly just going to be some people are going to say hey this is a new way of looking at things and everyone's going to put their tools down and go right we're in no. Actually, everyone's saying, no, no, this is life. And everyone's saying, no, no, this is life. But again, it comes down to that part of like, but what are we all after? Yeah. And how's it going? Yeah. Basic, basic happiness without the smiley face. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but the, the, the happiness that's already in the core of being, just to be relaxed in being is already happy by itself. It doesn't need a happy face. And when people are like, not aware or connected, disconnected to who they are as a being, there's always going to be chasing something to add something or remove something, keep something away. But when there's this opening to relaxing into the being that no matter what goes up, goes down, comes or goes, is really the sanctuary of of resting in peace at home, you know, if this is an access during the life, then, you know, I like to feel it or think of it or whatever as like the 
preparation for what we call death, where, where there's no death, where we're just transitioning. It's the dropping ego death. It's the ego death as we relax into that, into that deep eternity of being. There is no end or beginning to that. So even the experience of death, it's not feared. You know, it's it, yeah. it's yeah. really, yeah. And and this is really what I I love to introduce to those who are open for it. And normally they ask for it. Otherwise, I don't. You know, because I hold meetings and retreats and stuff, so they come for that. But I don't kind of go around knocking on people's doors or or you know sit at a dinner table and go oh do you know what i don't that's it's it's really <laughs> exciting because i think there's so much talk about things like sustainability at the moment and everyone wants that kind of and when you talk about well what you're looking for is already here it's the ultimate sustainability and and all the stressing about going somewhere else and all the this i absolutely love that and i wonder if you know and i'm interested to to ask now about what it is you you do with people and how that tends to pan out because it interests me that people become that tap into that eternal as you mentioned side where that just that ever present now where energy is abundant mm. and and it reminds me of being a sports person when you're in the zone on the sports field where it's effortless yeah and, and actually you sprinting about and doing these things and diving on the floor and doing this, you end up, that gives you energy. It doesn't burn energy. It's mad. And you could do it forever. It's, it's, and it's crazy, but you've tapped in to something beyond the physical, yes. where the physical is based on how much, you know, what you've got in your body and, and using it up. But now you're in a space where it's like, oh my gosh. But it seems as though that's something which, you know, it's it almost comes at a stage where you've done your running around and now you get it and it's almost like how does that how does that get introduced to people i'm really interested to hear yeah when you said you work with people is is there anything yeah sort of patterns you see there which is really important that, that might connect with people listening yeah you know when this first really clarified so so when i got out of jail and i came back into I was deported back to England for say for three years and uh, here I go again but I'm going to bring it back round for three years I hadn't been in any kind of relationship because when there's no conversation there's no there's wow. no you know so when then I'm not a female because there's no male and then I'm not a sister or a daughter or there's no role it's just only this being here now aware so I was used to that for that period of time. When I came back into England, which was like total, you know, like shock, another shock. It was like entering another world. All of a sudden, there were these triggers going off. I got into relationships. Suddenly, I became a daughter and at some point, uh, a female and then a girlfriend. And then all these things started getting triggered, all, all that was in rel uh, relativity and... The question was like, fuck, you know, I know I'm not any of this, but how do I, how do I live this knowing in the midst of all that, you know? I was going to ask you that exact question. It was question. insane. So you're ahead of me. It yeah. was insane. It was like, okay, I know I'm not any of this, but I've got this like, but I'm feeling rejected. What's all that? It's, you know, or I'm feeling uh, whatever it was, anxious, this, that. 
I know it's not me, but it's just, it's got its own life, you know. So I went back to India and I revisited. I went back and I was with a teacher and everything in one moment just clarified. I just knew it. And still I was in the middle of all these dynamics, a really struggling relationship. So the inquiry arose in me. That, that exact inquiry, because no teachers at that time were talking about it. How does this get lived through a body with all these triggers? And so that question was like, okay, well, what do I do with this? What do I do with this, all this woundedness, whatever? So I started walking this way and I came back to Thailand and I was really in a zone of hermit zone I was just alone just all the time silent I was really diving 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 deep and then people started to notice and one day you know I won't go in the long story somebody asked me will you share your experience and I used to do body work I used to help people to release trauma through traumas found in the body I used to this is all linked in because when that person asked me, would you share your experience? I just turned around. I had no money. I, I didn't know what I was going to do for a living because I knew I couldn't do what I was doing anymore. So I just turned around and I said, I, I heard it come out of my mouth. I said, yes, I will, but you have to pay. And she was like, yes, yes, she was crying. So I said, okay, 2.30, I come to your bungalow. I came, I sat on a vat. And I sat there and I just went, okay. And I started, went through this process and started removing all these, I started removing everything that was she's not. And then the portal opened and she was there in a true meeting with me, just that looking back at itself, pure awareness and all knowing. And then I started speaking directly to that and the recognition started like going bang, bang, bang. And in that space, I heard, this is your work. You mentioned that process. What sort of shape does that take? If you just give us a little bit of an insight, because I find it fascinating because here in the West, we'd be very much down the psychological yeah, uh, no, it's route. Not so and it's all about, yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't feel like it is. It and creates really a stopping of the mind for long enough for clear seeing to happen. So when the baby comes in, a baby is just purely aware. There's nothing there. There's no idea. There's no name, identity. There's no, there's just being aware. So everything else has been added and become an identified with, this is me. So removing all of that by, by leading them through an inquiry so they see it for themselves. I'm not telling them. And slowly, slowly, as that's removed, what, everyone truly is being aware is all that's that's left and from this wide open spacious being aware i start talking to that where recognition the recognition starts happening so self-recognition takes place and do you feel when you're doing that that this when you say it's your work yeah do you feel like this is almost opening you in your journey as well well, it, well, it did, it did because I, I started off like that with sessions and then there were too many sessions and then it led on to groups and then it went into retreats. And of course, you know, it's like there's a real expanded 
an, ex- a, a, an experience, a direct experience of expanded awareness. And the whole, if you've got, say if you've got 30 people in a room and they're all in this direct experience and the expansion of that is just opening and opening. And then, you know, I wouldn't just bring them into this experience that has the side effect of bliss and all that stuff and let them walk away because that's not reality life goes on got i've got to live my life here you know so then when that field is is holding the space then there's an invitation to bring up absolutely anything that's being touched or triggered or whatever it is that's coming up in the personality let's bring it here and meet it and in this true meeting we can bring home what we've been pushing away or avoiding the question you asked me was has that expanded my own growth yes it has because every time i'm guiding the other or working with a field then i need to expand wider and in in that i'm there's a transmission that doesn't come from me it's not i'm, I was, I'm I was just, just about to say do you ever do you ever surprise do things come out of you and you're almost there thinking yeah like where's that coming from I didn't know I knew that, or as in, like, basically, it's coming through you. Does that happen often? Oh, it's all the time. I mean, all the time when I'm doing my work, it's I'm all the only preparation I need to do ever, or anybody. I'm not. It's not that I'm special. That anybody needs to do is just get out of get out of my own way. Just get out of the way. I'm just I'm just not here as anything else than this. And then, you know, at, at the beginning of every meeting, I hold i always guide people deeper down 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 into the being and the words just come exactly for whatever's in the field and it's not that i have to trust that or not trust that there's no question about it whatever's in the field and whatever's coming through me are one dance so it's it's a direct transmission interacting with itself I never come with, I'm going to speak about, you know, I'm going no, to say sure. this or that. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, that's the best high I ever had. And I tried everything, believe me, you know, and what goes up must come down. And, and so in these fields, I never, ever give the message or let people walk away in a bliss state. You know, it's like, all included bring from the basement because naturally what's in the basement and unprocessed unconscious unmet not free must be welcome here and so then there's a there's there's you know this is invited to come up and it's transformed and it's transformation happens and many people wake up they recognize themselves as that that's here when all the rest is gone you know and of course it's not like they walk out the door and then none of that stuff comes back it has to come back it has to be it has to be met has to be embodied to actually like how to embody this like we have to walk through all those places that where we never wanted to go with this knowing and with this true meeting it, it's it's so interesting because i think this genius that you're referring to in your purpose, like you said, this is the work you are supposed to do in, in other people's lives, in other areas of their life, in other times of their life, even in my own. 
people are in other areas where they're supposed to do. And it may be something that, you know, like someone playing tennis will surprise themselves with what they're able to do with a racket and a ball when they surrender the same way you've spoken about your intelligence coming through you. Musicians. And it's Oh, oh, isn't it? The arts and, and expression here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, real yeah. music. What is that? What is what is that? When they lose the musician and only the music plays. You yeah, know, it's incredible. fantastic. Like free freestyle jazz or whatever it is. When it's like, look, there's no rules, and suddenly you're like, oh, now we've now we're talking. This is the real deal. Now we're not reading from a yeah. hymn sheet. We're kind of like, no, I, we're I get it. all cold waves. You know, Nina Simone. She used to sing about this. You know. Used to sing it, and it's the zone. It's the zone, and it doesn't have to look like spiritual no. teacher. That's just another label, you know. But living true to that, one of those moments is worth a lifetime because there is no, as you said, beginning and end to it. You are there, and you are way beyond this idea of I'm a physical body who's got my fingers on a piano and I'm pressing this key off. No, it's, it's not. There's, there is a piano there. There's you there, but actually in essence, there's nothing. You've got to there's, lose the knowledge of how to play. Yes. In order that you may really play. So, so the, the concept there about has come to me in the, in the expression, you know, you just living to die or willing to die so that you may truly live. And I think it's like you said, losing the knowledge of what it is to live and what it is to live a good life and what it is to be a good person, lose all of that so that you may feel that expression just interacting with the person that you cross on the street, that you may feel that absolute, I don't know what it is, a, a love or, or reverence of, of that other life. It is so, so beautiful to truly meet another being and to really merge to really merge as that and see that, yes, there are the two here, and yet there's the one looking through both pair of eyes or all pair of eyes, yeah. you know, and there, there's, there's, there's nothing like it. And that's, that's, that's an eternity. That's like, I, it just, life could be gone tomorrow of this body and it, it wouldn't matter yeah. because it, it wouldn't matter, you know, it's, it's, it's this. I'm interested because you mentioned about your experience that when you were in a prison, that you had that enforced kind of silence, the enforced, I guess, maybe introspection, I don't know. But it's really interesting to me to ask for people that don't have a person like you around who are away and feeling those kind of feelings coming up that do kick in that reactivity the you know, the urges that create the reactivity that send you in those patterns and leave that you're trapped i don't know what that that time in that scenario did for you but is there something that you would say you know look has been helpful to you even in just smaller things because i know one thing that for me is always a big one was that i kind of with that fear in me i always felt like i was a fixer i had to fix the fear i had to fix problems right and i went off doing that and of course I lived in perpetual stress and what have you. You had a lot of fixing um, to do. <laughs> a lot of fixing to do, yeah. I'm still fixing. <laughs> Nothing's ever quite how I want it. But the point being is that, you know, what I what came to be really powerful in certain stages was just to was just to recognize that the sheer kind of futility of trying to get to the end of change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, like, that and is also... Life to like if there's a, a recognition or a willingness to 
take on the possibility that whatever it is that's going on, there's a deeper message within it. And it's trying to speak, it's trying, it's life, it's life trying to speak, it's trying to say something that's deeper than this experience. And really, if you can just do whatever it is to help the nervous system relax and listen to the message that your own being is giving giving you you know there's a knowing in you so that's what i was after exactly as you said even in terms of when you look at people go to the gym and you say oh well i'm doing great training you're like yeah but your body doesn't grow and strengthen through training that breaks it down it grows and strengthens through relaxation right nourishing right and the same in that, you know, like the you have those urgent stress moments where you're a bit fearing for your life. And then afterwards, you really adapt in the process of relaxation, of go, not in yeah, the doing it. Yeah. And it's almost like that's what I was after. And so was, how do you listen? How do you tune into what that message is? And you mentioned relaxation, which I guess leads to all that focus where finding that deepest, 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 deepest relaxation, whether it be through breathing or whether it be through, you know, the yogic side, whether it be through, or, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you see that relaxation? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How do you see that, that relaxation? Yeah, and and the, do you still, do you spend your life still looking for it now? Oh, I go for massages like three times a week if I can, you know, because my, the, the, this, this vehicle that I walk in, it, it gets all tensed up, you know, it's like, it's, it's that kind of, like that creates tension, like we've said at some point, like the, the tension creates the determination, creates the breakthrough. And yeah, I mean, I, I look for massage, I love saunas, and I, I, love, I love all these luxurious essential oils, which I'm sniffing right now. I, I love baths and jacuzzis and yoga and all the herbs and aligning with the naturalness, with nature and creating space for being you know and this, this last six years as I said to you I was in a full-on like another mode in England doing that caring role there were very little gaps and and I really had to work at finding the ways to help my nervous system like cope with juggling so many balls and that's with this realization you know because Although what is realized is unlimited and free, the body-mind is not unlimited and it has its limits. And, and if we don't listen to those limits and we go over, it, there's a price to pay. And, you know, so it's really to embody this message or, or this realization is to really, really respect the limitation of the body and follow what it's asking for. I love to dance. I love to dance, you know, I love to shake, I love to put some music on and go wild and go out the door through, through that, you know, where I, I could be juggling like care teams, social services, my dad calling me 10 times a day, like all things going wrong around all of that. And I just go and put some music on, switch the phone off and just go yeah, for, go. you know, just go <laughs> for like an hour and then, Ah, okay. What was it? But that's but it's so cool because even what you mentioned there is I've got a daughter and the things that I enjoy most, I mean, I enjoy everything that she does, but the thing I enjoy, I really love doing is, is dancing with her, painting, drawing pictures. She's four and a half, just over four and a half. So it's beautiful. And, And the beauty about these activities is I just start, 
I don't have any idea and it goes and I follow where it goes and I'm saying what I learned how to play guitar a long time ago and I started to play a bit of the piano and it's the same thing and the dancing thing is you don't start dancing in your head with a plan of I'll do this move and then this move and then this move you, it's an open book it just sort of it writes itself it and it's dances like you, said, it's you. Like yeah something exactly something comes through me and that is so powerful but it's also the thing that we're so quick to judge you know like am i a good a dancer good picture? <laughs> am, I yeah, good am, I, dancer? am i dancing well you know <laughs> like, like who decides yeah. but we do as we soon do. as there's people we, looking okay of at course. the dancer yeah, hold on. yeah I'm, I, I, i'll <laughs> still dance <laughs> i just i won't have the fun i won't relax so it's not actually dancing but as long as you like it it's so powerful to step away f and face that vulnerability in in amongst people to say okay if I can't relax around people, then good luck because we live in, you know, yeah. most of us in societies where we are constant. There will be people's eyes around and people considering our behavior or what have you. But And this is another point, like right there, right? This is another point because a lot of the time we, get, we can get so conditioned that the projections coming from the outside and the, what the people around you that are thinking this or you know, like to, to buy into those projections and start adapting yourself to to f fit into what they like or they don't like or become whatever. The freedom of let them all project whatever they want. I'm just going to just, I'm just myself, you know. And that is like, that is so beautiful because people can put you up, they can put you down. And, and if they put you up, they will put you down. You know, course, yeah, yeah. and yeah, to be free of the up or the down, and this is such a such a duel, yeah. And all people want it, really. All people deeply want not to have to live up to some idea of who they should be, and to just be themselves. And yeah, I feel exactly. we're really in a time where there's an invitation for humanity to like you know there will be a large 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 amount that that will just carry on in the conditioned existence but many are starting to go oh, there's a you know i don't i don't have to there's there's something else and even if they start out with a yoga class or going to sit in a experience what is meditation or whatever doesn't need to be that can be dancing can be cha-cha can be a guitar, whatever. It's just like people should be free. Mm. You know, it's really, and you have a little four and a half year old that, that must be. Uh, Teaching me. Yeah, you must have been watching that process of, yeah. of nobody there becoming yeah. somebody. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big challenging one. I'm going to sort of, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of where my questioning was at the beginning, sort of saying, you know, it's interesting because we've sort of spoken to people before and, and looking at that, what comes through me rather than, oh, no, this is me doing this. It's like, no, this is coming through me. Oh, this is my child. No, no, this isn't my child. This is a beautiful, incredible piece of intelligence that I'm gifted to have a role in their, in their life somehow to maybe guide, not certainly not control or decide for, but just mm. gently keep safe and what have mm. you. And, those things are all, have all become enormously important for me because, blimey, if I'd had a child when I was in my mid-twenties, 
I dread to think what sort of a parent I'd have been, you know, yeah. I, I definitely wasn't ready and, and gladly it never happened. So, but yeah, it, I'm, I'm interested, you know, you mentioned about that relaxation and the tension because that balance is incredibly powerful. Relaxation without any tension, direction, motivation can become quite sedentary. It's almost like yeah. you, you don't have the drive, but if you have the drive without the relaxation, and it's this powerful thing about, like you said, tuning into that passion, what it is I want to do, following those and knowing where your limits are, but importantly, also nourishing the body physically to make sure it's just, you know, it has all its Yeah, not, not, not like disassociating from this vehicle because we are here in a body to live within mm. this limited, this, this is a limitation, this, this body, and it won't be there forever. And realizing the unlimited eternity of of what is embodying this this incarnation is like the the cherry on the you know but we still have to walk within this limitation and respect and listen and integrate and merge we also maybe have touched upon in the past the the, the more effortless deeper exercising of the law the law of attraction a bit almost kind of becoming that is that does that become something that through your awakening has become a natural understanding or or is it something that you would you know in terms of your future and with the things that you want to create i know you said you kind of move quite spontaneously but if you have something you want to create do you find yourself left driven by the i need to manipulate the world and and change people or a force or do you find yourself in that more sort of path of least resistance kind of space uh, i i'm in the path of of least resistance but there are different levels to it because on one level there's there's been this like flow of whatever you know whatever just whatever happens right then not much actually happens <laughs> you know you just end up like floating just like you don't know where you're going forever yeah but yeah. the fact is this body now needs a home and a base and a Absolutely. you know like let's get into like okay how are we going to create this and the, the, the thing came back that which I'll just bring in, which was that mm. every single human deeply within them has a gift to bring. It's not like just some special ones. Each one has deeply in in when all, when they really are in that aligned aligned with that. Everyone has a gift, and yeah, it, it's so beautiful to see humans bringing out their gifts, their genius. But so I do have desires. I do, I do really now that my parents are, are gone. I've just, I came here to digest that. I came back to Thailand just to digest, having no idea where I'll go and live now or, or because the world has changed, you know, in this six years, where I'll live now, how I'll have that. I, on one level, I have no idea. And then getting in touch with, okay, how am I going to, how am I going to create? How am I going to, yeah. And what comes to me is it's not through my mind figuring this out on a drawing board or doing that, what do you call it? Although I'm not knocking that. What do you call it? Like a vision board. I'm not knocking it. Yeah, like a mood board. It's not, thing, my, yeah. it's not my thing. But more like so much beauty and clarity comes 
when I just create the space to be in, in flow. And magic happens where I'll connect with the right people. I suddenly, you know, like it just connections to be available for those connections and to recognize opportunity and to collaborate. I, I really feel that it's a time to collaborate because we're more awake beings in in all different areas don't have to be a so-called I, I didn't even I didn't give myself that label spiritual teacher I don't even want it whatever I am it, it's it's a facilitator or whatever but when we come together and we all bring our skills and we come together and we and we create something that can make available for more humans to come in and and free and come to it, it, it is powerful and I would love to be able to live in a self-sustainable way in nature with other humans who are, who are like walking this way and all bringing their gifts and be able to create, create something that creates more possibility for more humans. You know, that's, that's a kind of a dream. That's a but first of all, mm. let's just get home for this body, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's, yeah. There are different yeah, levels. Definitely. There are different levels. Yeah, I, I completely agree, though. I mean, I, I think probably it's what most of the people that lived my profession miss the most is being feet in the floor on a rugby pitch surrounded by loads of other people who want the same thing, who are driven by the same desires who share those kind of common points who love to collaborate and bring out yeah. each other's strengths yeah. and you'll and no wonder people miss it not because oh it was rugby it was awesome it's like no i think it's a deeper connection it's true power you almost yeah you're brought together through a very specific passion but if you drop a bit deeper than that than that specific profession there's there's other ways of tapping into that desire and creating that same environment in and around families and friends and finding new opportunities but i think as you said stripping away everything and finding that in you and being able to find that environment with one person you cross on the street being able to have that same thing of almost like geez you know we're collaborating we're connecting just like i did with people you spent 10 years next to on a field talking about your dreams every day it's it's I think it's I, I feel that not I think I, I know it's possible because everyone says oh it'll never be as good as it was but you're like well actually have a go yeah properly have it's a like go and here, see and then, you know, then tell me it, it, this place has changed so much and everybody well, not everybody but people will go it's not what it was it's not how it used to be it's not but it just means move on and everybody like as you were saying that it was coming like I was seeing all these guys on the rugby. I don't know anything about rugby or yeah, yeah, any right. of that, you know, obviously. <laughs> but, like, everyone comes with a unique gift and there are things that I cannot do. I'm not technical and I'm not – I don't know how to – there's so many things I don't know how to do, you know. I don't know how to do marketing to get my message out into the world yeah, yeah. or because yeah. to reach people. I don't know how to do that. I know – Without, I, I know because it's so natural to me how to take someone through, how to birth someone through the canal. You know, I, I know this so well that it's not, it's just like, you know, it's just, but other people have their gifts in where they just naturally are like just doing that thing. And it's amazing. So when we all come together and bring our flavors 
and create a world in which people can really, really live what we really truly are. And, you know, it's a dream, but let's keep dreaming. Yeah? Change this fucking world from being dominated by all this false lies and corruption and all that nonsense to actually bringing our spirit, living a spirit-filled, fulfilled life of overflow and you know like yes and as children are being born and being brought up by people who are aware and not reconditioning this 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 has the potential to really change life on earth yeah i completely agree i completely agree wow i was going to say you know like the it's so interesting to think that everyone thinks oh well so-and-so at the top of that business or whatever or at the top of that position you know is doing this to manipulate things but there's also there's so much kind of unconscious behavior taking place because well like you said when you've reached that space of or at least have more and more glimpses in in my case of that space of real connection there's no part of you that thinks about oh, i'm going to manipulate other people to get more money so the, the fact is isn't everyone's still seeking for happiness that material way which is why you end up manipulating other people and 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 that i think that space of seeing like you said what's already here what good is manipulating someone else if it's already here what do you need to change if it's already here and and to have more and more people following their passion and with with a bit of a footing in that space driving business and economies and yeah, it'd, it'd be so interesting. And to be to able to, is. yeah, it has to come into the marketplace now. It has to come into businesses. It has to come into, I mean, what are the chances of you and I who come from completely different mm. avenue, you know, whatever the path we've come to have this conversation, it's like worlds crossing, you know, and it's, it's, this needs to happen. It needs to, it needs to reach the businesses. It needs to reach the, all the corporations to, to, for people to actually be doing all that work, but from a place of oneness, unity consciousness, not like when we come from separation and ego as in, not ego as a dirty word, but me, mine and I and separation, then that is where all the manipulation and everything for me and comparison and competition, all that stuff, it falls away when we are really in true. I I love true relating, you know. Yeah, true word collaboration, in place of competition and comparison. You know, true collaboration, yeah. true our gifts. I mean, like yeah, I know it works in a team. I've been there, but when you you know when you throw money in there and luxuries, you know, and you trigger some old ideas, you're right. It it gets it gets even more. I mean, it gets it gets quite sort of murky even in our world because we're being paid to play. So, you know, it's in there as well. It but, raises its but, head. But no one no one looks back and says, the thing I miss most about rugby is being paid. They're like, no, the thing I miss <laughs> most, top of the list, is, is being around people, feeling valued, feeling worthy, truly collaborating, that, following my passion. That thrill of, of being in it together as one, like yeah. one goal, one, we're, we're, yeah. And if if... if millions of humans could come with one goal for liberation of of false 
identification, if we could come in for one goal, for freedom, true freedom. I mean, down the ages, Bob Marley was singing about it. (laughs) You know, they've been singing about it all down the ages. And now is the time. It must be. It's essential, I feel. It's essential. It's not just a a play. It's not just, well, it is a play in the end, all of it. But, (laughs) but, you know, like it's not a joke, like a a hobby or a habit to wake up. It's essential. Wake up or suffer. I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't. And uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say just such a massive thank you for everything you've given. And also in terms of that essential nature of what you're talking about, your message and your work and everything, I think it's really, really powerful. And there's no doubt that it's it definitely choosing a side. Like you said, it could go one way or the other. I know which side you're you're going for. Yeah. I can't thank you enough for your time. It's no, been amazing same, how quickly an hour, an hour and a half can fly by. And I couldn't wish you better also for all that you're doing and and yeah and if there's anything you want us to put in terms of you said you're not great at the marketing side believe me i'm not either but we can always (laughs) drop anything in the in the in the taglines for people to be able to find you more easily and let them know what you're up to because like you said it is essential but it's also powerful the way that you're doing it i have a retreat coming up in england in august um, five days in west sussex so, yeah, my website, I'm not no good at all that stuff. It's not like a high-tech, beautiful website because I don't get the time to update it. I'm at the massage parlor, you know. <laughs> I'm too busy relaxing. <laughs> good for you. But, yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that, and I've really appreciated meandering with you. So that's it for another episode of I Am. It's brilliant to be sharing this unfolding experience with you all. If you'd like to get in touch with either me or the guest, then all the information you need is in the show notes. I welcome all and any feedback. I really want all of you to have a hand in guiding the feel of this show and the path of the conversation as well. So just keep them coming in. And until next time, I'm Johnny Wilkinson, and this has been I Am. This show is brought to you by Max Creative, The executive producer is Megan Hill-Smith. Assistant producer is Alex Macy. That's all for this week's episode of I Am. Before you go, a big thank you to Vivo Life, our podcast partner, who deliver affordable, natural and UK-made supplements straight to your door. Vivo Life perfectly embodies the principles we're discussing here at I Am, and we're excited for you to experience their products firsthand. As a special offer for our listeners, they're currently offering their biggest sale ever. Use the code IAMPODCAST, all in capital letters, to receive 40% off your initial purchase and an additional 15% discount on subsequent orders with a subscription. Visit www.vivolife.co.uk to explore their complete range of products and discover how they can help you unleash your full potential.